Welcome to Vineyard 61's weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired, challenged, and encouraged by this week's speaker. For previous messages, go to our website, vineyard61.org, or subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud. Great. Welcome to church, everyone. Thank you so much for being here, but especially Jenny, thank you so much for sharing that story with you. There is glory in our stories, especially during this time. And so we at Vineyard 61, we love hearing what God is doing, no matter how big or how small. So thank you so much. I miss you. I really do. Um, my name is Kristen. I am Vineyard 61's compassion manager, which really means that I oversee and manage all of our compassion projects. My husband, Eric, and I, we have been a part of this church and this community for almost two years now, and it has been an amazing blessing. But right now, I want to just dive right into this message that I want to give you all, because God has been burning something on my heart since the beginning of lockdown. And I just, I really, really want to share it with you. And so I'm going to start today because I have been on the most incredible journey with God, guys. Through this journey, I have been learning about the intense, raw, exhilarating power of praise. And that's what I want to talk about with you today, because I feel like God has given me this gift. It's almost like for any of you who've ever been in love for the first time, you just want to shout it from the rooftops. It's that good. And so here I am. Um, And I've been thinking, especially over the last few days, it's such a simple concept, right? Praise Jesus. And it's, we say it all the time, praise the Lord. But if it's so simple, Why do I not do it more? Why do I not incorporate it into my daily routine? Why do I only praise God on the back of something? Something good happens, praise the Lord. But what happens when I'm in the deepest valley or maybe I'm just plateauing? And so that's why I'm here today. Uh, When I wrote this talk a few weeks ago, I had this kind of vision idea that I really wanted it not to be me up here talking at you guys, but that you and I would be doing this together. It would be almost um, us like incorporating together. And so I had this idea that while I'm speaking towards the end of this talk, and as we get into our extended time of worship later on, that you guys flood the comments section with your praises, praise reports, no matter how big or how small they are, that it is just something that we all can see and share in with each other, kind of like what Jenny did with her story earlier today. All right, so here we go. A little over two years ago, uh, Eric and I, we were in Ghana. And through a friend of a friend, we ended up in an hour outside of Accra in this very remote village with an incredible ministry. Um, We found ourselves there through a guy named Philip, and he was actually leading this ministry and trying to build a school. 
Um, and so we really wanted to explore a different part of Africa. We just wanted to see what God was doing in different parts of the world. And so we ended up there and it was amazing, but it was so different from what we thought it was gonna be. When Eric and I, we do things, we really like to get our hands dirty, we like to work, but God had different plans for us. And it was one of the most fruitful trips we had ever been on. So in the village that we were staying in, we stayed with this, an American missionary named Carol. Uh, and Carol was this evangelist. She was a teacher, but she became a friend. And so morning, noon, and night, we sat around the table with her and Philip and heard the most incredible stories about what God was doing. We had in-depth conversations and we heard story after story about God's faithfulness through them, God, God started teaching us and showing us how to truly be with him, how to pray, how to fast, how to live our lives for God. But most importantly, Carol showed us the power in praising and exalting. She told us numerous testimonies about how praising him and everything she did completely changed her life. And there were days in Ghana of complete stillness and silence where all we had was the Bible and time with, with Jesus. And at one point, Eric and I we were sitting under this mango tree, staring at the grass and literally praising and thanking God for it. I had never done anything like that before in my life. So when we were leaving um, and we were trying to, or getting back home, Carol gave me this book and I remember being so on fire for Jesus that I couldn't wait to get into it. But then, like so many things, we landed back in London and life resumed as normal. Do you want to know when I finally picked up that book that Carol gave me? It was two days into lockdown. Honestly, over two years later, I had completely forgotten about this book. I never even opened it. And so like all of us during lockdown, we're cleaning and organizing. And I picked up this book and I started reading Understanding the Power of Praise by David Oyudepo. And this is the first thing that I read from it. A man can praise his way out of penury into plenty, out of sickness into health, and out of smallness into greatness. Yet praise is one of the most neglected or ignored spiritual weapons in Christendom. It is time to start waiting on God to bless him only, to write out a list of all he has done and begin to bless his name for, him, for them. The several deaths you had died and never got buried the several sicknesses you are totally free from today, the depression you were going through before that was almost running you mental from which Jesus delivered you. That was the second day of lockdown. And from those first few pages, I felt more centered with God than I had in months, if not years, because something was missing. Something so simple I had strayed so far from. And I knew right then and there that God was giving me this massive gift. 
I believe that God had me pick up that book of praise and to remember those days in Ghana for a reason, the restfulness, the quiet moments with him. I believe it was to navigate me through these trying waters because man, there is a lot happening right now and so much of it feels overwhelming. I'm in that with you to the point where how are we gonna do this? Nearly everyone agrees that praise is good, but very few of us feel any responsibility to praise God when we don't feel like it. So many people, including myself, think that praise is just a response to what happens and that if everything goes right, then we'll automatically do it. But that is definitely not the case. In the beginning of lockdown and the start of this like awesome praise journey I was on, I couldn't get over the story of Paul and Silas when they were imprisoned. So if you have your Bibles with you or your phone or whatever it is, um, please open to Acts 16. And just to give you a quick background, Paul and Silas were on mission in Philippi where they were arrested, flogged, and imprisoned for causing a public nuisance. See, Paul commanded a spirit to leave a fortune teller named Lydia, and this caused a lot of havoc. They were beaten and imprisoned for something they should not have been. So I'm going to pick up in verse 22. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. Over the, over the last few months, um, I kept reading this story over and over and over again, meditating on it and trying to visualize what it must have been like for Paul and Silas, their faith. They were at the bottom of the jail, badly beaten, and yet they still were able to keep their eyes to the Lord in prayer and singing and in worship and praise. And it's not like they were whispering. They must have been singing so loudly and worshiping God so intensely enough because other prisoners could hear them. And I kept thinking, how can they muster that? And then I realized praise is not focusing on happenings. It is focusing on God's faithfulness. I'm going to say that again. Praise is not focusing on happenings. It is focusing on God's faithfulness. They weren't singing and praising God for being in that mess. They were praising him in spite of it. They were praising their deliverer. They had more confidence in their God than in their outward circumstances. And because of that, their praise gave God an avenue to move in the middle of their distress. The word declares in Psalm 22:3 that God inhabits the praises of his people, right? He was most certainly there in their midst, and he will be in our midst when we praise him as well. I don't know what you are going through right now, what difficulties and struggles you are facing at the moment. 
I don't know, maybe you are good. Maybe you are on the mountaintop. Praise the Lord. But maybe you are in the depths of despair and angst or loneliness. Maybe you are feeling imprisoned both physically or mentally or spiritually. I want to challenge you to try something different. Praise Jesus in spite of your circumstances. David Oyudepo says, when we pray, God answers. But when we praise, he steps in in all his glory, might, power, and awesomeness. Praise affects you, it affects the enemy, and it affects God. It touches everything and every part of your life, but likewise, a lack of praise affects you in a negative way, turns the enemy loose in your life, and doesn't bless God. So we have to get this area of our life right. Because life is hard. God never said it would be easy. There are horrific things happening right now, and it can be a struggle each and every day. But what I'm telling you is this, something shifts within us and around us when we place our focus on him and lift his name on high. Isaiah 43, 2 says this, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. I don't know about you, but I want to be a little bit more like Paul and Silas. I want to live my life full of praise and thanksgiving no matter what is going on. But how? When life feels so heavy, how can we muster the strength when it feels like the walls are crumbling in on us? How do we get to the place where we can praise God in everything, both on the mountaintop and in the valley and everywhere in between? I don't know about you, but for me, when I'm on a plateau, that is the hardest time. I've realized lately that it's easy to praise for the wow moments. We know that. Those mountaintop moments, a beautiful new baby, a life redeemed, safety in a near accident, a new job, a new love. But how do we praise in the deepest valley? I like to think that we start from the small place. We start with the little things, the smile from a child, a fresh-baked sourdough, the ants being gone from the kitchen once and for all, the nesting pigeons in the backyard that bring you a lot of joy, even though everyone else makes fun of you for it. Because God is in every minute detail in our lives. Matthew 10, 30, 31 from the Passion Translation says, so don't worry, for your father cares deeply about even the smallest detail of your life. We mustn't forget that he is in everything especially small, the small stuff, like the blades of grass under a mango tree. See, in this world of instant gratification, bigger is better. We are desperate to see huge things, aren't we? Miracles, healings, giant acts of kindness, and all of those are incredible, and we should want to see those. We should pray and worship for those. We need prayer for those. Verse 26 says it, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Guys, this earthquake was supernatural. Giant moves of God happen when we praise. 
But while we are looking for these giant roars of thunder, are we missing the smaller things, the day-to-day works of our Father? Are we missing the tiny joys of life that only God can provide? Because I think that if we stopped and took notice, then man, we would never stop worshiping him. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. At all times. So I was debating telling the story, but I'm going to do it anyway. About halfway through lockdown and on this kind of journey that I was on with Jesus and this discovery praise thing I was on, I had this really cool experience with a tree. And so Eric and I, we were sitting in our backyard and Eric and I are blessed enough to have a garden here in London. And it was one of those bluebird days after the winter. It's like the sun was shining and we're sitting there and I'm looking and I, I nudged Eric. I said, Eric, have you ever noticed this tree before? Have you ever seen this tree? And he goes, yeah, great. I said, no, no, no. Look at this tree. I have never in my life seen a more beautiful tree. The blossoms, the strong branches, I'm not joking. I fell in love with this tree. I realized that I had actually, for the past two years of living in our apartment, I had taken it for granted. I never actually noticed it. But this tree is so much more than a tree. It represents his goodness. But I believe, more importantly, that God was saying, yes, Kristen, let's do more of this. Guys, there is a time and a place for passionate prayers. But let me tell you, the more you spend seeking his face in everything, every detail of this world, the more passion you will build for his kingdom. Pete Gregg, who who wrote Dirty Glory and who is the founder of 24-7 Prayer Ministry, says this. If we only pray about important, weighty matters, you will only occasionally be grateful. But if you learn to pray, and of course I added in praise, about things like nice-looking trees or your daily bread when the supermarket is full of the stuff, then you will live in a state of continual gratitude for miracles so common that most people take them for granted. Can you imagine, honestly, living in a perpetual state of gratitude? Because to me, that sounds amazing. He goes on to say this, there are times to be intentional in prayer, to petition the Father for provision, to cry out for help, to ask for advice, to borrow the car keys. But if we only ever make demands on God, we gradually reduce our relationship with him to a self-interested wish list. Ouch, that hits me so hard. Is that you and I, is that us? I know that is not how I want my relationship to be with him. I want to live my life in a state of perpetual gratitude because there are tiny things happening every single day to be grateful for. And I believe that if we do not start praising him for them all, Our relationship, our closeness with him can dry up. Two years ago, I was so dried up. Today, praise the Lord, I have a joy in my heart that can only come from him. And the best part is my circumstances are not all that different from two years ago, but my heart has changed. 
Paul and Silas, they lived a life of praise and worship. Paul said in Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul didn't just say it once, he said it twice. They praised him in everything they did. They were able to look above their circumstances and glorify God, not because of what he was doing, but because of who he is. And their faith grew with them. See, Paul lived what he preached. When he was beaten and thrown in the deepest, darkest part of the dungeon, he and Silas broke out in praise. They didn't just do this as spiritual warfare. They weren't praising God through gritted teeth just to get out of their problem. They were actually praising God because they love him and were worshiping out of a pure heart. But that heart of worship, guys, it didn't come out of nowhere. They lived their whole lives this way. I believe that they lived in a state of continual gratitude. And then when trouble arose and they were beaten and scared and thrown into prison, the only natural thing to do was praise and sing and worship because it was just a part of who they are. What I've witnessed in myself over these past few months is that noticing the smaller things in life and becoming so overwhelmed with gratitude for them, it has catapulted my relationship with him. The last few months, my faith, my love, and trust in him has grown. The more that I thank him for the tree in my backyard and just look at all his glory in it, the deeper my relationship with him grows. And it's so sweet. And because of that, I am able to glorify him and praise him in the really dark times. Because it's almost, it feels almost like muscle memory. Praising him these last three months has given me a peace that I will never understand. Are you struggling with something right now? Maybe it's unbelief. Maybe you are struggling to see God's glory in this life. Maybe you feel like your prayers, your cries out to God have fallen on deaf's ears. Can I recommend something right now? Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's time to change your heart, to let God change your heart. Maybe it's time to get on your knees and praise and worship God despite your circumstances. Maybe it's time to stop focusing on the happenings in your life, but instead focus on his faithfulness. Living a life of praise is not only the most enjoyable way to live, but it's also one of the most powerful ways to change your life. So I'm going to start wrapping up, and I'm going to end with a story. But remember, this is for you and I. This is interactive. So when we get into worship, start filling those comment sections with what God is doing in your life. If you are in the valley, praise Jesus. If you are plateauing, think of the smallest thing that God is doing, and let's fill that comment section. Andrew Womack says this, praise isn't like the caboose that just follows what happens, but it's more like the engine of a train that makes things happen. Your faith isn't complete without praise. 
I love this story. I um, happen to, we do prayer uh, meetings Monday through Friday over Zoom. And so I happen to lead the Friday one. And we started about a few months ago turning the prayer meeting into praise gatherings. And so I read this story a few weeks ago and it just really hits me. And it kind of shows prayer and praise and all of that. So I'm just gonna read it real quick. Miracles happen when we praise God. There was a woman missionary in China many years ago. She contracted a deadly disease and was given up to die. For days, she lay quarantined in her bunk with no medical help. It was a hopeless situation. The only thing she could do was pray. So hour after hour, she pleaded with God to, help, to heal her. Then suddenly, the Lord gave her a vision. She saw an old-fashioned scale, the kind often seen on justice statues, with a fulcrum and plate held by chains on each side. This scale she saw was heavily weighted on one side, while the other side was way up in the air because it was empty. The scale was clearly out of balance. So the Lord revealed to her that the heavy side was her prayers. She had certainly prayed many of them while the empty side was her praise. God quickened to her that the praise side needed to be filled to outweigh the trouble she was facing. When the scale was balanced, her healing would be manifested. So this desperately sick woman stopped pleading for her healing and started praising God. She praised him for his greatness. She praised him for sending Jesus and for all his benefits. She praised him for being her savior, her healer, her provider, and for everything he'd ever done for her. At first, she was so sick that her praises were mere whispers. But as she continued to do nothing but praise and worship God, all day and all night she grew louder. As the people outside her room heard her fervent praises, they feared for her life, thinking that maybe she was delirious with fever. You can imagine how amazed they were several days later when she walked out of that room on her own, totally healed. Guys, there is power in praise when we shift our focus from our troubles to God's greatness by praising him. Miracles can happen. Psalm 34 from the Living Bible Translation says this, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of his glories and grace. I will boast of all his kindness to me. Let all who are discouraged take heart. Let us praise the Lord together and exalt his name. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another life-giving message from one of our Vineyard 61 speakers.